This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Here alone today, no guests, so uh, pardon me if I stumble here. Uh, we're going to talk about Ravens Camp from August 3rd. And uh, some good notes, some bad notes, uh, but the first day in pads. So that was really exciting. Uh, always you see some bigger hitting, some of the line play we hadn't seen some uh, any rub really uh, so far. Uh, we see now and, and are able to focus on that and get a better read on it. Start with the injuries, though. Marquise Brown continues to be out with a hamstring pull. Miles Boykin missed another day. Uh, Alejandro Villanueva and Brandon Williams had what we assumed were veteran off days. I did not hear officially from John Harbaugh if that was the case or not. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, unfortunately, left practice uh, with the trainer in about the, the midway point uh, with some sort of a leg or foot problem. So uh, hopefully that's nothing serious. Harbaugh did mention that in his comments afterward uh, as being the case that it was not a serious thing. 
but uh, we've heard that about literally every hamstring issue so far, and they've all lingered for a few days, uh, which is unfortunate. Another piece of good news, Rashad Bateman, uh, the first-round draft pick, the number 27, he returned today. Uh, didn't look bad as a pass catcher and, and didn't show the ill effects of some muscle tightness he'd been having. Ravens uh, quite thin on the offensive line for this uh, camp session today. Uh, McCary and, uh, well, I'll read you the, the, the starters. McCary, Phillips, Bozeman, Zeitler, then Powers, and Smith were with the, with, with the first unit today. Uh, in particular, offensive tackle really looks like a dumpster fire for the Ravens without Alejandro Villanueva active. Uh, so with McCary and, and Smith on the first team, that's pretty weak. Uh, the second team was Ely and Schofield, or Schofield at left tackle, uh, worse. <laughs> so, so the Ravens had their offensive line problems today. Uh, there was, however, one player on the offensive line who stood out above all others, in fact, above every other player on the field as far as I'm concerned, and, and that was Ben Cleveland, the third-round draft pick. The, the most dominant player at practice today. Um, it, no one even really wanted to stand up against him in pass-blocking sets, which is an interesting thing because normally – around left guard, either the B gap or the A gap, has been a place where other teams have tried to scheme against the Ravens in the past. Uh, at the very least, with Lamar Jackson, a lot of teams like to contain that spot or like to, to use a controlled rush that will contain Lamar and keep him from escaping this pocket. Now I think with Ben Cleveland, it may well be that's the focal point of where Jackson leaves the pocket in 2021. So we'll see. I'm very excited to see it. Uh, he had a lot of individual uh, good results. He pushed McPhee around a little bit. He uh, got good push twice on Justin Ellis on run plays. I uh, got a good push on Chris Smith, the new guy uh, at defensive tackle, defensive end, who was up against him. Uh, he did a, some good help blocking. This is something I've, we've talked about Cleveland doing on his college tape, but it's a very good processing job of working from a double team with only one hand to help the center on a nose tackle, then scanning left for responsibilities that begin with inside linebacker and safety blitzes, stunts from the opposite side, potentially a, a uh, blitz from the slot corner through the B gap, and then finally to helping a left tackle out who may be having some trouble with his block. That will be exceptionally useful, particularly if it's anybody but Ronnie Stanley uh, starting at left tackle. But I expect to see some good help blocks this year from Ben Cleveland. Uh, just a very big day for him. Uh, Play after play really stood out in, in terms of what he did. And he certainly is just, he's an incredibly large human being. Uh, we've been really looking forward to him putting pads on. Uh, the OT otherwise uh, had his problems today. Uh, Andre Smith is back practicing with the ones. Obviously, that's not a strength. Uh, and uh, did not have, uh, after Zeitler left, had powers with the ones. And it would be natural for the defensive line, even short Brandon Williams, who had a veteran day off, we think, today, uh, to, to create some havoc against that. And uh, it being the first day of pads, I think we saw some scheme from Wink as well. So uh, they did have problems uh, maintaining the pocket for uh, both Huntley and McSorley today. Tyus Bowser, uh, another player who kind of had a tough day today. Uh, first of all, we noticed he got uh, pancaked by Ben Cleveland on one of the early plays of, of the day. But after that, he was just having a tough time make, getting pressure. Uh, and he, he uh, didn't have a great day in pass coverage either. So uh, hopefully we'll see more from him. 
On special teams, we saw some of the first 11-on-11 kickoff reps. Uh, it was kind of fun to watch that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about scheme at all here, but uh, our Darius Washington got some tough love from Chris Horton, the special teams coordinator, uh, in terms of some things he was doing. Uh, when we did see the first 11-on-11 rep, I think it was the first of the day. It might have been the second. Uh, Horton screamed back at TJ Weist, who is a guy on the, uh, that's managing the the deep three, you know, the two blockers and the and the guy from the end zone, he said, I want your best three out here for this time. And and one of the good points, if you're a Justice Hill fan, he was one of the three who had just come off a rep where he goes a little bit gassed, clearly. And he said, no, nope, you, you stay up there. And they, they had him on the on the front end of, uh, of that. So good news for Justice Hill in terms of uh, his position on the team, I think. And, and he really needs to have that special teams assignment in order to uh, make sure he makes it. The running backs, watch them do an interesting drill today with a medicine ball. Now, running backs have uh, obviously blocking responsibilities, which show up as uh, chip blocks a lot. That might have been something to simulate this. It may have also been to simulate trying to leave the backfield through contact. But the idea was these the running backs had to get their arms up and punch down what appeared to be a pretty heavy medicine ball that was thrown at them. <laughs> and, uh, and they were doing a pretty good job, I thought, of it. Uh, Nate McCrary had to do the drill a couple times because he apparently didn't get his hands up high enough. But uh, it looked like, a, like an interesting drill and one I'd never seen before, as so I thought I'd tell you folks about it. One-on-one -on -one receiving drills. Now, I didn't watch a lot of the receivers today. My focus was really on line play, given this was the first day of pads. But occasionally, of course, they're not doing 11-on-11, 11 11, or they're doing 7-on-7. Seven seven. And, and that, at that point, I'm watching receivers play cornerbacks and, and uh, what the other players in coverage are doing. Um, it, it was a good amount of hand fighting today that we had not seen as much of in previous days, of course. That goes with the pads, goes with the additional uh, competition that goes with that. James Prochet may Made another great catch over Geno Stone. Uh, ball was dropped in there. Stone was getting a little bit physical with him at the point of attack. And that's one of the concerns I had about Prochet so far is that he certainly has caught the ball, but the situations are very much made for James Prochet to catch the ball. It, balls are generally in the early stages of camp thrown up into the bucket. You know, so they're long, high arp arcing lobs is what I mean by that. And then the defenders are really told not to not to apply contact as they would in the regular season. So the things that a Marlon Humphrey would do to dislodge the football, for example, just aren't done to receivers. And so a lot of the results for James Prochet should be taken with a grain of salt so far. But he had another uh, another big catch today. Looked pretty good. In fact, uh, getting a little bit of separation a day from the, from the corners. And uh, I think that's something still to keep an eye on. We'll really uh, see more when we see those first exhibition games or preseason games, I always laps back in the 1970s talk here once in a while and uh, really want to look for what Prochet can provide then uh, and hopefully we'll get a chance for Miles Boykin to be back and make a, uh, a uh, name for himself at that point. Uh, Boykin and Prochet really might be on the bubble both of them right now uh, the Ravens might carry only five receivers I actually think that's unlikely they probably carry six that means only one of them would make it 
And it's, it's quite possible uh, that the acquisition of Justin Houston creates a 26 to 24 with three specialists. So 26 out of 50 non-specialist players could be on defense this year because of the depth they have there. And if it really comes down to are you keeping Jalen Ferguson as a sixth outside linebacker, I think they very well might do that before they would keep either Boykin Crochet, uh, possibly Ben Mason would be on the on the block then, uh, potentially a tenth offensive lineman and certainly a third quarterback. Uh, I think would a lot of them would be behind uh, getting that sixth outside linebacker after after Martindale had such a good year uh, with healthy outside linebackers and that six to make five um, outside linebacker core doing so well uh, when it was called upon for a lot of four outside linebacker packages. So I, I think we'll still see some of that this year and I think there's good reason to believe uh, that that may influence the overall roster balance and we could finally have that 26 to 24 year we've been talking about uh, now for any number of years that never really seems to materialize. Some other players who look good. Eli Wolf, uh, early on in practice, he ran over Chuck Clark a little bit. Before, this was before uh, the ball arrived. The ball is actually incomplete on the play, but he ran over Chuck Clark and, and you know would have been in position to make a, a, a catch and a long grab. Um, similar play about one or two plays later. Elliott tried to muscle the ball free from Wolf, uh, but instead landed on the ground. So you know, using his size well. These are players who are not as big, obviously, but it's still a a good sign when a tight end uh, working through in that level two, level three area, and he, this were in the middle towards the left side of the field in both cases, uh, can use his size well against a safety and not just against a cornerback. So uh, impressive reps there for Wolf. I thought much the same of Tony Poljan, who, who really was playing large. He almost certainly will not make the roster, but he's a guy the Ravens may call on at some point from the practice squad um, to come up. He's 6'7", 280, uh, a very large, obviously, tight end who can fill a blocking responsibility maybe give you a little something as a receiver as well. Last year, Eric Tomlinson was in that role. He certainly provided what the Ravens would want as a blocker, but did not provide I don't think as much as a receiver. He might have only had one target or so the, uh, the entire year, but uh, still was valuable down the stretch after the loss of Nick Boyle. We again saw no bad snaps, and so far we had two on day one. Uh, those were when Bo Bradley Bozeman was wearing a different glove. He threw off that glove in disgust partway through uh, that first day, and we haven't seen another ba bad snap since. Now, I'll point out the reporters are usually not behind the play directly to watch the left-right nature of the snap. So it's hard to get a good read on that. What is, uh, you, you can sometimes figure it out if the quarterback is reaching far to the left or right. But the snaps appear to be approximately of the proper height. They're coming in quickly. They're not coming in with some funny arc. They're not dribbling in. And uh, we're just seeing good snaps since day one, which is a big relief after all the things that happened last year with bad snaps to the Baltimore Ravens. Two brief flare-ups in camp. Uh, uh, Ferguson and Ben Mason got into it briefly, and then a little later, it's Queen and Ben Mason also getting into it. So I'm not sure if there's something left over from the first little flare-up, but it's uh, uh, it's interesting. The same guys involved. I will say, to Mason's credit, he just tossed his arms up both times. I think there was a little uh, blocking to the echo of the whistle going on, which can infuriate players. I love that when offensive linemen do it, and I, I, I love to see it. 
certainly during any kind of real play. And it's this kind of thing, as long as it's defused quickly, is probably a good thing as well. We're getting an indicator of how Mason may be able to impact other players. Big right tackles, Ben Cleveland this year, you really want to see him blocking to the echo of the whistle on run plays, making people angry. Generally speaking, an angry player is a tired player. So you want to really see that. You want to see him throw his arms around. You want to see him talking to him. You want to see him pushing him after the play. And Ben Cleveland should know that he's got him. So uh, uh, good to see it also from Ben Mason. And uh, hopefully those are a couple of guys who are going to do some blocking for the Ravens this year. Been a pleasure doing it uh, alone today and, uh, and uh, talking with you. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.